I've been playing outdoors since I was a kid, standing by the front door at around two years old, hollering, side, side, trying to get my mom to let me go play outside. Now, after 30 plus years working in the outdoor business, I'm dropping insider conversations every week with brand leaders, guides, marketers, CEOs, and others that make the outdoor business a trillion dollar juggernaut that drives product innovation, revenue, and public policy for everything outdoors. I'm Rick Says. Welcome to the Outdoor Biz Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. The next time you head out of town, protect your vacation investment with tripinsurance.com. You can save up to 40% on comparable plans from the other guys. But find out for yourself. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Radio. Hey, what's up? I'm Doug Parker. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Don't forget, we have an app. Just check out Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. On this show, we'll talk to Sean Ford. He just got back from Princess Cruises Grand Princess, and he'll give us a full ship review. But first, as always, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, found at cruiseguy.com. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good, man. Uh, lots of news to get to, so uh, let's get right to it. The first one, Carnival uh, combating third-party shore excursion companies. Is this what it looks like? Yeah, there, there's a lot of company or several companies that uh, you know have developed over the years. And Carnival believes, you know, one, it's it's eating away uh, at the, you know, maybe at their their bottom line. But the reality is, is that uh, they want to ensure people that uh, that book their shore excursions, just like everything else, mm-hmm. that they're going to provide the best available shore excursions at the best prices. And if you happen to find something um, before you get on the, you know, that you pre-booked during you know, before or during the sailing, let them know. They'll review it, and if, if it is indeed the case, they will refund you 110% of the difference. So this way, booking your shore excursions while on a Carnival cruise is worry-free. So I was on a cruise last week, and I see all this footage of a lady going overboard on a Carnival ship. What happened here? Well, it, it's, Doug, it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, event. Uh, you know, this, this woman, Sarah Kirby, um, apparently, or not apparently, she, uh, she went overboard. And, you know, she claims that, you know, she was given a, a multitude of drinks and they kept feeding her drinks uh, as fast as she could drink these Long Island iced teas. And she went back to her cabin after uh, drinking one too many. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, by her own admission, uh, and you can actually look, see the report for yourself that uh, aired on 2020 um, uh, at, at cruiseradio.net. And, uh, I mean, by her own admission, Doug, I mean, she says that she leaned over the side of the sh- of the balcony to get a view of the ship. Mm-hmm. And and by the the video, you know when you when you stop the video in 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 the right places, essentially it appears that she actually stood on a chair, leaned out over the side of the ship around her knees and oh, fell. Boy. And it's I mean, you know, she looks she's lucky to be alive. Okay, so let me ask you this then. So, she drinks too much uh, acts a fool if she did get on a chair and lean over or whatever. But if we were on land and you drank too much and got in a car and got a DUI, it would be your own fault for you. You're, you see what I'm saying? Aren't you well, responsible she, she for your own? She actually endangered the life, not only her life, yeah. but she endangered the lives of all the passengers because you know they didn't just turn the ship around in a very slow and fluid motion. Sure. It was probably pretty abrupt and people probably fell over. But uh, you know, it's it's a uh, it's look it's a travesty. But you know, thank goodness that she was found. 
Very good. It looks like Norwegian Getaway is en route to Florida, to Miami here at, at some point, but not before a Super Bowl stop, right? Yeah, she is uh, being chartered by uh, Bud Light. She will be the Bud Light Hotel uh, there in uh, New York, and uh, people will be able to watch, uh, you know, watch the game from the ship. So that'll be uh, pretty exciting to be on a brand new ship serving as a hotel there in Mid- Midtown uh, Manhattan, which mm-hmm. uh, certainly save a lot of money on uh, hotel expenses. And, uh, and then she'll be uh, heading to Miami. So right now she's doing a transatlantic to New York from uh, Southampton. Spent a few days, you know, spent some time up there. And she gets to, um, you know, she'll go from New York to uh, the Bahamas. And then she'll deadhead uh, for, uh, from Nassau to Miami and arrive in Miami on the 6th. And her first, uh, her naming ceremony will be on the 7th. Very cool. Very cool. Last Sunday I was coming in and, uh, into Port Miami and saw Disney Wonder sitting there. Is Disney doing sailings out of Miami still? Uh, Disney is, and uh, you know, Disney Wonder and Disney Magic did a, a switch uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So Disney Wonder is back, but uh, she actually is um, going to get a little bit of a touch-up. Oh. Um, she is uh, in uh, Freeport at this point. Um, they canceled two five-night sailings, and apparently uh, there was some unscheduled maintenance work, uh, quite possibly due to a small fire that uh, she happened on one of her last Alaska cruises. Mm. So uh, the ship is uh, just getting a little bit of maintenance. She is not getting the uh, extensive facelift uh, and and the extensive work that Disney Magic just received. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is possible they may be doing something like that in 2015. But uh, the work that's being done right now is, is, you know, routine, um, you know, dry dock work and uh, and, and to probably fix the, uh, the stuff from the fire. How long is she supposed to be there for? Uh, a total of 10 days. Okay, there you go. Did I read this correctly? Did I see there was going to be a, a replica, a full-size replica of the Titanic at a theme park somewhere? <laughs> well, someone is going to, is investing $165 million to build a replica wow. of Titanic. Um, and um, <laughs> it'll be, uh, I, I guess it'll be kind of interesting. I, have, I haven't a clue why someone would want to do it. <laughs> Where is this? Um, in, in China, okay. uh, they're going to have the theme park will be somewhere in central China. It'll be 900 miles from the nearest ocean. Personally, Doug, I think that uh, they should probably wait until uh, Clive Palmer, uh, you know, his uh, Titanic uh, 2 uh, <laughs> runs aground. And yeah, uh, it'll be go. a heck of a lot less, less expensive to use that. But notice they said replica. Clive Palmer's Titanic 2 is not a replica. It, mm-hmm. It's somewhat like it, but uh, he's making... Uh, enormous differences uh, between the ship, and uh, it'll be you know slightly larger, and um, it really won't be a uh, a replica. But either way, I, I think either um, you know his his ship if he ever builds it, you know right now it's just a it's a pipe dream, right? But uh, if he ever builds it, uh, you know maybe we'll find it uh, you know at this park in central China or <laughs> on International Drive in Orlando. Right down the road from both of us. So uh, Crystal Cruises, uh, the luxury line, is offering passengers. Free internet for every day of the cruise. Is this kind of a game changer? Well, I think, Doug, it is a game changer because it's the first major cruise line to offer past passengers free Wi-Fi starting in the fall of 2014. Essentially what they're going to be offering for every day that you're on the cruise, each cabin of a past passenger uh, is entitled to 60 free minutes of internet service each day. Do you think that internet is a big moneymaker for these mass market lines? I think it really is, mm-hmm. and uh, but I also think that uh, several of these lines, all the lines I believe, Doug, are, are recognizing the, the importance, which is why they are 
you know, working with companies like MTM and the Harris Caprock mm-hmm. to significantly improve the, the Wi-Fi services that they're offering on board the ships. So the, you know, while, while you're on the ship or, you know, let's say in port, because a lot of what MTN is doing is they're providing land-based Wi-Fi for the ships while the ships are, are in port. But, you know, this is something that cruise passengers want. They want, they want better service. They want faster service. And uh, they want to be able to connect multiple devices. Very cool. This next story I could personally vouch for because I was in Ocho Rios, Jamaica last week. And <laughs> I see they're upgrading, uh, seriously upgrading. In fact, it's all torn apart right now. But uh, what are they doing? They're going to do some major upgrades there, right? Well, it looks like they're going to be, uh, you know, finally, I mean, they, they saw the huge success that uh, Falmouth is enjoying which I, I still think is one of the best ports in the Caribbean. So now they're finally uh, turning their sights to Ocho Rios, who lost a lot of business to Falmouth, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. So they're investing about uh, almost $4 million uh, to upgrade the, the facilities. So the the, uh, the cruise terminal, um, not that we really care about the parking area, but uh, that'll help uh, queuing up the, uh, the, the tours. They're going to have uh, kiosks um, with uh, you know uh, different crafts and, and different vendors. So it's going to be a major, uh, a major upgrade, you know. Finally, yeah, because Jamaica, except Falmouth, uh, everybody's like, oh, I hate to get off the ship in Jamaica. It's everyone, you know, approaches you. It feels unsafe. So hopefully, this will uh, kind of lighten some of that. Well, and if if you remember the, you know, when you when you walk off the ship and you walk out into the main squares area, and then they have these shopping areas. I mean, they have these, you know, feels like ten to twelve foot you know, fences with barbed wire, and you wonder, is that supposed to keep them out or you in? Right, exactly. And uh, so it, 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 for a lot of people, it could be unsettling. So it'll be, a, it'll be nice for them to clean up the area, I think better promote and better exude the, the reasons of, of why you want to come back to Jamaica to make it a better experience. So, you know, maybe they can get a lot of return uh, guests who are going for reasons other than a cruise. Very good. If you didn't know it, now you do. Thanks, Stuart. My pleasure, Doug. Cruise Radio News, now trending at cruiseradio.net. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being, and they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website, and they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. 
We always love hearing your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. Sean Ford, a.k.a. Cruiseman3000, just returned from a 15-night Hawaii sailing. Yes, 15-night on uh, Princess Cruises' Grand Princess, and he joins us to talk all about his sailing. What's up, Sean? Hey, Doug. How you doing? It's always great catching up with you. Yeah, man, absolutely. I, I got to say, Sean, uh, before we get started with the interview here, uh, very proud of you uh-huh. for uh, branching out. You're usually an NCL-type guy, but uh, the past <laughs> year you've done Royal Caribbean, Carnival, and now uh-huh. Princess. What's next? Yeah, I know, and I'm branching out to Celebrity this year Uh-oh. and also MSC. So I know I I, I, I don't want my, my followers and friends to think that I'm leaving in y'all behind because I'm not, but I, I do want to see and explore everything that's out there. And Princess was definitely a, a, an awesome, an awesome experience. I'm going to try it again. Plus, you've been on every NCL ship like what, 10 times? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only, well, okay, okay, yeah, you, okay. Only two or three times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's start from the beginning, Sean. You did a 15-night sailing uh, to Hawaii from San Francisco. So uh, what made you... F- pick Grand Princess? Um, Grand Princess, you know, well, we were looking to definitely go to Hawaii, and um, I was looking at itineraries that were leaving from California, specifically over the um, Christmas and New Year holiday, and um, I didn't want to fly to Hawaii be- to do a cruise that left from Hawaii and sailed to Hawaii, because I had friends who did it, and they were just saying that the time zone changed, being from the East Coast was a little difficult, yeah. so I thought picking a cruise that maybe sailed into the time zone gave me some time for adjustment, and then also vice versa on the way back would be the best suit for me, especially someone who likes to sleep. So um, we looked at San Francisco, we looked at Los Angeles, and um, I've been to the L.A. area, the Long Beach area before, and so I've never been to San Francisco, so I thought it would be a great opportunity to explore a new city and embark on uh, my Hawaii adventure. Well, and I noticed that you uh, you kind of did a grand tour of uh, California up in L.A. and everything, <laughs> didn't you, pre-cruise? I did, I did, yeah. Before the cruise, I went to, um, I stayed at the Queen Mary Hotel in Long Beach, California, nice. which if you have not done that, you must. It is absolutely amazing. Um, and then went to Los Angeles, Hollywood, um, Anaheim, and then up to San Francisco, hit Vegas on the way back. I mean, just did a whole <laughs> West Coast shebang. <laughs> That's awesome. So you get aboard Grand Princess, and what, were your fir- uh, what was your first impression of the ship? Oh, my goodness, massive. It was absolutely breathtaking to see the ship there at Pier 35 in San Francisco. Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. I mean, Doug, you know some of the ships I've been on, like yeah. Norwegian Epic and Carnival Breeze and right. some of the mega ones that I've sailed. And for me to still have that reaction for a ship that was built in 1998 was truly just remarkable for me within itself. Um, so the first thing I wanted to do was explore the ship because, you know, Princess is known for their piazzas, you know, which is their the, 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 the phrase they use for their atrium. And it was just absolutely decked out with the best holiday decorations you could imagine. They had Santa on a sleigh and reindeer all over the place and gingerbread houses all over the place. And I tell you, it was just one of those places. It was one of those experiences where I was like, wow, I really feel like this ship might be um, a winner for the next 16 days. So it was, it was a good experience getting on board. You make your way around the ship and you get to your stateroom. So first off, what kind of stateroom did you book and what were your impressions of it? I had an Ocean View stateroom. Um, the stateroom was absolute. it was bigger than what I thought it was going to be. I was a little scared, or I wouldn't say scared, but I was, I was thinking about the idea of having all of this luggage for 16 days, and there's two people in one cabin, and I didn't know if it was going to be enough space. But let me tell you something. The way that the room was set up was they had the beds, um, they had the beds and the um, counter, the desk area where the dresses are on the TV, separated by a corridor kind of thing in the room 
from additional storage space, and then the bathroom was to the left of that. So there was enough mobility. Everything was separated where you didn't feel you were on top of each other. And I have to say that it was probably one of the best cruise ship cabin staterooms I've stayed in in a pretty long time. So let's put the staterooms up against uh, the Norwegian staterooms, uh, Royal Caribbean and Uh-oh. Carnival. Was it about the same? or I would say that compared to Norwegian, they were definitely bigger. In the Royal Caribbean, I definitely would say they, it was bigger. Um, Carnival, it may have had Carnival by a slight edge, maybe like 20% larger. But in, 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 in retrospect to all the rooms that I stayed in, it was probably the best room I stayed in, the most comfortable room that I stayed in, and one that if I were to sell a princess ship again, I would definitely go for the ocean. It was just perfect. Yeah, and I guess the big difference is that Princess isn't a mass market line like the other ones, too. So it's a little more decked yeah. out, I guess you could say. Yeah, so let's talk about my favorite thing on Princess Cruises, and that's the food. So uh, first off, uh, oh, where did you eat, and uh, what did you oh think my of it? God, where did I eat? Oh my goodness, I ate everything that I could imagine. <laughs> the food was absolutely out of this world. And let me tell you something. Like, and again, you know, I'm comparing food to all the other cruises that I sailed, and the food was just absolutely remarkable. And even speaking with other passengers on board who have sailed other lines, like Holland America and Celebrity, um, you know, a lot of people were raving about the food of Celebrity, but they were saying that the food that was on Princess, particularly on this sailing, was absolutely fantastic. The one thing that I really loved was that every night in the dining room, and I and I had the Anytime Dining um, in the Da Vinci Dining Room, and every time I ate in Da Vinci, um, every night. They had the menu catered to the Hawaiian and Mexican destinations that we were sailing to. Nice. So, of course, I had a lot of fresh pineapple. I had fresh pig, bacon, <laughs> coconut, macadamia nuts, everything you could think of that's bountiful and fruitful in Hawaii. We were eating it every night in a new and an innovative way, which was really, I, I really commend Princess for being able to come up with the menu for 16 days and 15 nights and keep it just not boring and the same thing all the time. So it was great. I had, um, the one thing I really loved on board was the International Cafe, um, which was located on deck five. For those people, for those listeners who are familiar with the Royal Caribbean brand, it's very similar to the Park Cafe, offering a lot of light healthy, and still um, very tasteful options, um, and it's 24 hours. And let me tell you something. They had one of the best bakeries there because they had a different cupcake flavor every day. I would know because I tried them all. They had <laughs> bear claws in the morning. They made freshly baked donuts with just this amazing cream. It was just, oh, my goodness, I could go on about the food. And they also had a pizzeria, which was a sit-down area. And as many of us know, who felt Princess is known for their world-class artisan homemade from scratch pizza mm-hmm. dough. And let me tell you, it is all that you think that it is. It's not just hype, people. You can't. You got to try it for yourself. It's really, really good. And the one thing that I was very impressed with on board, and I am an avid tea drinker, and I was very, very impressed impressed with Princess for having put tea time on board the ship, not just once or twice for the cruise or three times or maybe four times for the 16 days. They had tea time every single day with the Earl Grey and the Lipton tea and the tea stones and the tea sandwiches and the tea cookies and the desserts and the cream. And the, it was just immaculate. It was awesome. I loved it. Every day at 3.30, I went for my, for my spot of tea and I thoroughly enjoyed it before dinner. How about specialty restaurants? Did you dine at any of those? Specialty restaurants, yes. Sabatini's, the Crown Grill. They also offered this thing called... Um, the Crab Shack, which was a seafood thing. Now, you know, being from Baltimore, you know, my seafood palate was... Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say it was harsh on Princess. But you know but your you crab. Know Princess, yes, I know my crab. And Princess tried because, you know, they made the Maryland 
blue crab, but they spelled Maryland M-A-R-I-L-A-N-D, and we spell it with a Y, and they made it with fish because I could taste it in the crab cake. Mm. So that was the only downer, but everything else was good. Um, Sabatini's, um, the steakhouse was, oh, my gosh. You, 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 you need to make sure that if you go to Sabatini's, you don't eat for the whole day because mm-hmm. you're not going to figure out how you're going to get more and more food in. The steak was just absolutely phenomenal. They also had, you know, the, the um, seafood option. The lobster on board was fabulous. Oh, my goodness, the lobster from there was just absolutely great. And all of the desserts, everything from the pineapple brulee to the uh, – brownie peanut butter uh, cake that I had to, excuse me, they had made gourmet ice cream every night. And there was a, there were three different flavors every night. So they had a tiramisu ice cream, a pina colada ice cream, um, uh, black cherry ice cream. It was all gourmet, freshly made, fantastic. And for New Year's, they made ice cream, or excuse me, they made champagne sorbet mm. from scratch. And that was phenomenal. And I had two orders, don't tell anyone. But it was really, really <laughs> good. It was absolutely amazing. I was like, oh, there's real champagne in this. It was so great. I, I've got so to say, great. Sean, I've been doing uh, these interviews like this for about four and a half years now. And I've never heard someone as passionate about the food than, than this interview right here. <laughs> <laughs> So the big question what is, how, what can I say? I love to eat. Yeah, the big question is, how much weight did you gain? Um, I gained. I'm curious to say the number. Um, it is. It is. A, it is not a double digit number. Okay, well, that's good. I then. gained nine. I gained nine and a half pounds. So I was almost at ten pounds. But okay. Considering considering for sixteen days and fifteen nights, and that was just the cruise, and I was gone for a total of twenty three days. You know, being in Vegas and L A. and San Francisco as well. So. Yeah. You're, I thought that that was okay. Yeah, you're very good there. You're fine. I actually, Sean, I uh, we were talking off mic. I put on 20 pounds uh, over my last five sailings. So um, oh January goodness. 1st, I put a picture of my gut on my screensaver on my no, phone. you didn't. So every time oh, I, Doug. yes, every time I go to eat crap, I see it on my phone and I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stand back. Uh, that's right. The willpower, the self-determination. Hey, but I will tell you this. There was someone, on, there was someone I met on the cruise, and the 16 days we were on the ship gained 26 pounds. Wow. I don't feel so bad. What? I, I don't. And he felt, and he wore that as an honor. Like, he was like, I gained 26 pounds. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's talk about the entertainment on Grand Princess. What would you think? Um, the entertainment. Okay, now let me tell you this, Doug. I'm also, you know, I'm also not a person that goes to those, those production shows. And I met a few couple of friends on board, and they were just going on and on and on. Oh, you got to go to this show. You got to see this show. And I'm like, oh, really? But you know what, Doug? I was absolutely pleasantly surprised. Um, the one show that I really enjoyed was and was called Don't You Want to Dance? Um, and that was an awesome show where they captivated the dance movements from all around the world. They did river dancing in Ireland. They did the Spanish um, traditional dances from Spain. They did African tribal dances. They did rock and roll dances from America. They went all around the globe, and it was just awesome. The costumes, the music, the lighting, the production was absolutely fantastic. And another one of my favorite shows that they did was the Motor City show, which was a tribute to uh, the Motown hit, um, which was just so, so just awesomely executed by the singers, the dancers, the production staff. I tell you, Princess really did do a thorough, thorough um, job when looking for their dancers and their singers because everything was just on point, knocked out, out of the ballpark. Very good. What were your overall thoughts of Grand Princess? Overall thoughts of the ship? I missed 
the Skywalkers. And everyone who had been on that ship before who was on it now missed the Skywalkers. And, yep. you know, Doug, when I go on a cruise, I'm ready to turn it up and turn it out. And the <laughs> yes, thing I need to do is I need to have, I need to have enough space. Face in the dance floor, and you know the club one five that they replaced with the Skywalkers. It was okay, but it wasn't Skywalkers. You know where you're up there and you're turning it out, and the lights are going, and you hit the music moving you. But you know, overall, the ship was just absolutely fantastic. I thought that of all the cruises I've been on, I haven't seen more pools and hot tubs and one in one ship. Um, my only complaints, um, or actually, I, I don't want to like to use the word complaints. My only areas for suggestion would be that for a ship that holds that amount of people, the gym was very, very small. And um, I just thought that it would be a little bigger. But other than that, I love the public areas. There was always a, a good, cool space to find to get a read. And this was the one ship where I didn't have to fight me before a deck seat, which was surprising to me. Um, I guess a lot of the Californians uh, weren't used to the uh, 60 and 50 degree weather, mm-hmm. which was all fine by <laughs> me because I was laying out on the deck because my East Coast immune system was ready for it. You were welcoming um, it. So, Oh, I was with open arms, with open arms. So that was just, um, that was my only thing. The public areas were fine. The piazza was just beautiful. Um, the lounges were just awesome. I mean, everything on the ship, overall impression of the ship, fantastic. So, Sean, in closing, do you have any first time kind of been there, done that type tips for Grand Princess? Yes. My been there, done that uh, tip. Okay, so I noticed that there were a lot of uh, British and English um, cruisers on board the vessel. And the, one of the popular things that, oh, that was on board was the pub lunch. Now, the pub lunch is only offered, I believe, twice, two or three times throughout the cruise. The first time that you see it open, you need to sign up for it because there were a lot of people turned away on the, at the third time that they offered it. And the mm-hmm. same thing proves true for the Crab Shack. And the Crab Shack is a meal that they offer on board, which is catered just for seafood lovers. So there's just crab and lobster, oysters, mussels. And those two um, dining options are extremely popular. So make sure that if you do want to do it and you say, oh, I'll do it later on in the cruise, you don't do it later on in the cruise because there's a chance you might get turned away. Well, very good. And uh, Sean, did you write about this journey at all? I did. It's on my blog. I also captured it via pictures on my Twitter and Instagram feeds as well. You can find Sean's blog at theoceanescape.blogspot.com. Also on Twitter and Instagram at cruiseman3000. Sean, Happy New Year. God bless you. And thank you so much for spending some time with us tonight on the show. Thanks so much, Doug. I hope to catch up with you on the high seas soon. All righty. That'll do it for this episode of Cruise Radio. Remember, we have an app. Just search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store. If you're checking us out on iTunes or Stitcher, feel free to give us a review at cruiseradio.net slash Stitcher or cruiseradio.net slash iTunes. From the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is recorded weekly at the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Download the Cruise Radio app. Hear Cruise Radio on TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, cruiseaddicts.com, and on our website at cruiseradio.net. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. Still haven't gotten your travel fix? Then check out the Weekend Travel Show. Search the Weekend Travel Show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and the TuneIn Radio app. Cruise Radio is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash travel show.
Over 150,000 titles to choose from, delivered straight to your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial.com slash travel show.